0: Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry that focuses on God's unconditional love and
1: grace. In the New Covenant, we have boldness to enter into the Holy of Holies by a new and living way. For so long, I was just always reaching out towards God. Where are you, Lord? But when I heard Andrew's message, it was just like the light bulb went off and I just like knew God is here with us.
0: And now here's Andrew.
1: Welcome to our Monday's broadcast of the Gospel Truth. Today I am continuing a series talking about prayer and I've entitled this, A Better Way to Pray. I have a book on this in English and Spanish. We also have a study guide, CDs and DVDs. And this is the beginning of my third week of teaching on this and I tell you, I have covered a lot of material. I've basically taken the approach that Jesus took in Matthew chapter six, where when he started teaching on prayer, he says, don't be like the hypocrites. They love to pray. And I've been teaching what prayer is not. I've come against all kinds of religious traditions. And I believe that prayer is nearly like a sacred cow or something. And it's like people think as long as you pray, it doesn't matter how you pray, what you do, you just pray and that's okay. And that's not true. You can actually release the devil through your prayers. I've already talked about that, but I have been showing what prayer is not. And I've come against a lot of stuff. Last week, I zeroed in on New Testament intercession as opposed to the way people in the Old Testament interceded. And I tell you, I know that this probably just infuriated a lot of people, but I know it also set a lot of people free. And so anyway, we've covered a lot of things. If you've missed any of that, please get these materials that we're offering. You can go to our website. You can look at archived programs of the gospel truth and you can get the teaching that way. But um, this is something that we really need to get straight. Most people are not having an effective prayer life. And yet, uh, they, they wanna cling and hold on to these attitudes and traditions that are making their prayers ineffective. I'm telling you, there is a better way to pray. You know, what I wanna do this week is to talk about what prayer is. I've talked about what it is not. I've talked about a lot of the abuses and in a sense, I believe that that's necessary. It's kinda like you gotta go in and if you've got a bad foundation, you can't build on a bad foundation. Everything will reflect those cracks and those things that are in the foundation. So you just gotta rip that foundation out and start with a new foundation. So I've, I've spent these first two weeks countering abuses of prayer, misunderstandings about prayer. And I, what I wanna do now is begin to just talk about what prayer is. Let me turn over here to Ephesians chapter six. And uh, in Ephesians six, it's talking about the armor of God And in verse 10, it says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Stand therefore having your loins girt about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness, your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of spirit, which is the word of God. And verse 18 is what I was wanting to get to, but all of that applies. It says, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching there with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. And for me that utterance may be given unto me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. And so here he's talking about praying with all prayer. And I've heard a number of teachings and, and research this in the Greek and what it's really talking about is all kinds of prayer. There are different types of prayer. And again, I'm not gonna just focus on all of the different types of prayer, but I just wanna make this point so that everybody understands what I'm saying. And here in uh, 1 Timothy chapter two, it says, I exhort therefore that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. And so these are just three of the different forms of prayer, supplication, prayers, intercession, I could also add to this that there's a prayer, a petition, which I believe probably would be covered in the supplication. But uh, in the Old Testament, one of the scriptures that really ministered to me in the beginning of my walk with the Lord was out of Psalms, chapter 5. And in verse 1, it says, Give ear to my words, O Lord, consider my meditation. Hearken unto the voice of my cry, my King and my God, for unto thee will I pray. My voice shalt thou hear in the morning. O Lord, in the morning I will direct my prayer unto thee and will look up." So those first three verses are all talking about prayer, but notice in verse one, he says, "'Give ear to my words, O Lord, consider my meditation.'" Did you know meditation is prayer? And I don't think that a lot of people understand that, but that is one form of prayer. And I really believe that we don't put enough emphasis on meditating on the things of the Lord. And I'm not going to teach on this right now, but I'm just bringing this out to say that what I want to do is start talking about what is true prayer. And sadly, I believe too, too many people have defined prayer too narrowly that it is during these special times when you are just like in your prayer closet, whether that's literal or whether you're just shut up in some place with all of the distraction of the world and you got your mind on the Lord. Uh, I know that there was this one pastor that I used to pray with and when he prayed, I mean, it was just like shooting a machine gun. It was just, I mean, he would just start up and fire up and he could go for an hour and it sounded like he never took a breath He was just going, he prayed for the world and he would do all of these things. You know, there is a time and a place for all these different kinds of prayer. But this same man used to often tell me, he says, I don't know why, but God spoke to me when I was out jogging or God spoke to me when I was in the shower. He says, I don't know why it is, but God always seems to speak to me, not in prayer, but when I'm uh, doing something else. And I told him, I said, the reason for it is, is because when you pray, he can't get a word in edgewise. And you know what, there's a lot of people that have made prayer this thing where we get in and we just, we have our own prayer list. This is another thing that people come to me and says, please put me on your prayer list. I don't have a prayer list. I don't have a certain regimen that I go through and I don't have certain people and certain things that I pray for every single day of my life. And I know that there's some people just appalled and saying, I can't believe you don't do that. But again, I, th- I think that there is a time and a place to pray for people and to mention them and to intercede for them. But to have this, um, call it prayer, where it's just, you, you are got your own agenda, you've got your own outline, and if God wanted to do something different, how dare Him interrupt your prayer time? Prayer to me is just communion It's fellowship with the Lord. And there's a lot of people that it's not about fellowship. It's not about relationship with the Lord. It's going through formulas. It's doing all of these things. Let me just bring it down to a personal level. I believe that God is a person. And you know, if you were to come to me, and if you said, I want to meet with you, and I said, fine, so we set up an appointment and we come in, and if you just walked in to say my office or into my home or something, and you walked in, and you said, hello, Andrew, and then you just start talking. And there is never a question to me. There's never an opportunity for me to give a comment. There is no interaction. Did you know what? That would not bless me. If you came into my office, if you came into my home, I, I just believe most of you would be kind enough that you would at least let me say something. Even if you had something on your heart, You might do the most of the talking, but every once in a while there'd be an opportunity for me to say or respond or to do something. And yet, I'm saying this in love, but I really want you to examine your own heart. When you pray, could God get a word in edgewise? Could God actually change the course of what you're doing? Or do you have your list of what you're gonna cover? And every single day you go through and you pray and you say all of these things and it doesn't matter what God does, it doesn't matter what He's wanting to accomplish, you've got your agenda. If you aren't careful, prayer can become a monologue instead of a conversation. It can become where you just have your rituals that you go through. And I already dealt with these scriptures over in Matthew chapter six, when we started this over two weeks ago. And he says, don't think that you will be heard for your much speaking. Prayer isn't an opportunity to tell God what your situation is. He, has, he, he knows what you have need of before you ask. Prayer, and I'm gonna try and boil this down and make it as simple as I possibly can, but prayer primarily is just about relationship with God, fellowship with God. There is a place to give petitions to ask and request. James says, whence come wars and fightings among you, come they not hints of your own lust that war among you, you lust you desire, but you have not because you ask not. And then you ask and you receive not because you ask amiss that you might consume it upon your own lust. In other words, it's just total selfish praying. But it does say there that you need to ask. Jesus said whatsoever you ask the Father in my name, He will give it to you. There, it, there is a place to ask, but most people, Use prayer nearly exclusively for petitioning God. And if you're really spiritual, it's not just petitioning God for yourself, but then you start petitioning God for other people. And I'm telling you, prayer is much more than that. Prayer is just about relationship with God. Let me use this passage of scripture over in Revelation chapter four. And it's talking about what's going on in heaven right now. It says in Revelation 4, Ten, the four and 20 elders fall down before him that sat on the throne and worship him that liveth forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne saying, thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power for thou hast created all things and for thy pleasure they are and were created. Now there's a lot in that verse, but I wanted to focus on the last bit of that where it says for thy pleasure they are and were created. This is talking about all of creation, inanimate and living beings. And so that includes us. We were created for God's pleasure. And if you were to go back to Genesis, in Genesis, God met with Adam and Eve in the cool of the evening. And He just talked with them. You know, this amazes me, and it really blesses me to think that God Almighty love mankind, and I don't believe it's just exclusive to Adam and Eve, but you and me, especially now that we've received Jesus and we are joint heirs, we are His brothers and sisters, it really ministers to me that God Almighty takes time and just wants to be with us. He wants to fellowship with us. How did God relate to Adam and Eve? Here's another thing to help you evaluate your prayer life. If you were to be in Adam and Eve's situation where there wasn't any evil to pray against, there was no sin in the world, everything was perfect, the climate was perfect, you didn't have storms to rebuke, you didn't have rain to pray for, there were no other people, there was nothing to pray against, there was no enemies to stop, there was no need for money, they had everything that they could possibly have. They didn't have to pray for money. They didn't have any hurts and pains. They didn't have anybody to forgive. There wasn't anybody to lead to the Lord. They couldn't intercede. They couldn't go out soul witnessing. They couldn't bind this and bind that and do that. They didn't have clothes to believe for. The food was perfect. They didn't have houses and cars. If you didn't have any of this stuff, how would you pray to God, what would you talk about? Adam and Eve met with God in the cool of the evening and visited with Him. I believe that most people watching this program, and this is because this was true of me at one time, and it's true of nearly everybody I've talked to, that most people, your prayer life consists of entering in and saying, oh God, I'm so sorry I failed, please forgive me you confess your sins, then you ask petitions, oh God, I need this, I need that, oh God, please help and do these things. And if you're really spiritual, then you will go and confess the sins of other people and ask God to supply them with things and intercede for them. But that is what most people's prayer life centers around is repenting, asking forgiveness, asking for things, or if you're really spiritual, asking for things for other people. But Adam and Eve couldn't do any of that stuff. They didn't have anybody to intercede for it, no needs that they had, everything was perfect. What did they visit with God about? Going back to that verse in Revelation chapter four, verse 11, God created them for His pleasure. God loves us, He didn't just want our service. And again, this is an attitude that so many Christians have just, they have been uh, grounded in this that the only reason that God really wants anything to do with us is because he needs somebody to do something for him. And so you'll hear people saying, you gotta do a work for God. I heard a man one time say, the sole justification for your existence is to lead somebody else to the Lord. And the point he was trying to make is, if God just wanted to bless you, He'd take you to heaven. The reason you're still here on this earth is because He wants to use you. You gotta do something. Go out and do a work for the Lord. This is the only reason that you're here for. Well, if that's true, what was Adam and Eve's purpose for their existence? There wasn't anybody to witness to. There was no demons to cast out, nothing to intercede for, nothing to ask for, nothing to repent of. What was Adam and Eve's purpose? According to Revelation chapter 4, verse 11, it was for His pleasure. God loves you and me. God wants to fellowship with us. God wants to be our friend. He even said that in John chapter 15, I'm not calling you servants anymore. I'm calling you friends. No greater love hath any man than this, that he lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends. Jesus died for us. He wants relationship with you. And here is a novel idea. Prayer is primarily, first of all, for a relationship with God, not to petition God, not to intercede. You know, when I first got turned on to the Lord, I, I became aware that I had authority and power that I never knew of before. And so, man, I started using it. And I got aware that there was the devil and that so much of what was going on in my life was actually inspired by the devil, and so I would go to rebuking the devil, and I would spend two and three hours a day praying, and I'd spend a lot of that time praying in tongues, but I would be rebuking and binding the devil off of me and off of my situation, off of people that I was praying for, and I was doing this, and one day it dawned on me that I was spending so much time rebuking and binding and doing all of this, that in what I call my prayer time, I was actually talking to the devil more than I was talking to God. And it just dawned on me one day, something's wrong with this picture. I'm spending more time addressing the devil and focused on the devil than I am on God. And this is when the Lord began to show me some things. And I really believe that that was a misuse of prayer. Now, again, don't misunderstand. There is a place in prayer for you to receive what God has already done. And you say, Satan, in the name of Jesus, you take your hands off of me and off of mine. And I receive things. And there is a place to do that. But it shouldn't be a big percentage of your prayer life. And I believe that the average Christian today, it's all about God forgive me, God give me, God give them, Satan I bind you. And that's what most prayer is about. Adam and Eve didn't have any of those things. You know what their prayer life was? It was just talking to God. He would show up in the cool of the evening, and. The scripture doesn't tell us what they did, but I know that they weren't asking for things because everything was perfect. I know they weren't repenting of things because they hadn't sinned yet. There wasn't anything to repent of. There wasn't anybody else to intercede for. By default, I believe that their prayer had to be something about God. This is just a beautiful world. Thank you for the awesome things. I've seen trees that were just absolutely awesome. The flowers are beautiful. The stream is beautiful. I tasted a fruit today that I'd never had before. It was wonderful. Thank you so much for this. Uh, I saw an animal today that I've never seen before, and I'm just amazed. And It was those kind of things, just visiting about what their day was like and talking to him and sharing about what's going on. And I know some of you think, well, I don't think that that's very valuable. You know, how does a parent feel about your child? You know, when you ask a child, how's your day been? Talk to me, tell me something. You don't expect them to come up with, you know, uh, the latest thing in science. You don't want them to give you all the political understanding of what's going on in the world. Man, you just like to hear them talk about they were out playing with their dog, they went to school, they did this, and you're just interested. You wanna know what they're doing. And I know that I'm making it too simple for some people. Religion makes things complicated. But prayer, the primary purpose of prayer is just relationship with God. It's not to get something, it's not to bind, it's not to do all of the things that in maybe their proper place would be okay. But the primary purpose of prayer should be relationship with God. And in the average person, and I believe probably the majority of people watching this program, your personal relationship with God is not a large part of your prayer life. It may be a monologue where you go in and you have your ritual and you read through your list and you go through your things and you pray the same thing over and over and over and you do all of these things. But have you ever blessed God? Have you ever ministered unto God? Do you have any real connection with the Lord? And you know, based on, again, my own personal life, I've grown a lot in this area, but there was a time that my prayer life was all about me. I'm not sure it ministered to God and blessed God at all. It was all about me. I was putting in my time. I was doing my duty to soothe my own conscience and to make me feel better. But there was no real connection with the Lord. And if God had wanted to give me some instructions, He couldn't have gotten a word in edgewise. He couldn't speak to me. It wasn't about relationship. And I'm telling you, unless I believe you use prayer primarily to establish relationship with God and build your own personal relationship and get to know Him and let Him speak into your heart and reveal things to you. If that's not the primary purpose of your prayer, then when it does come to asking for something or rebuking something or binding something, you aren't gonna be near as effective because faith works by love, Galatians 5:6), And it's only in relationship and God revealing his heart to you and in communion and fellowship like this that the love of God really gets shed abroad in your heart and unless you know God that way, unless you have that relationship with Him, you can be saying the right things and going through the motions and it's just not gonna have the power. The Lord said over in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 that if you have the gift of speaking in tongues and yet you don't do it by love, it profits you nothing. You're sounding brass, tinkling cymbal. You could have the gift of prophecy. You could understand all mysteries, but if you don't do it out of love, it profits you nothing. Even prayer. If it's not motivated by love, or I believe I could say by relationship, if you aren't in relationship with God, if you are just praying religiously, it profits you nothing. God has a perfect plan for every person. God's plans are always better than your plans. If you're in the kingdom of God, then be in the
0: kingdom of God.
1: God has declared you to be righteous. This is training for reigning. I will come out victorious. Listen guys, the cross of Christ is the power of God that's gonna change people's lives. It's the message of the gospel. We need to tell people the good news. We need to tell people about what Jesus has done. I tell you, this is not what you're gonna hear very often. Glory to God, hallelujah. If you do it the way the Word of God says, it produces freedom, period.
0: You never know what's gonna happen when you come to Summer Family Bible Conference.
1: Uh, Man, this is awesome. You can't miss it. Money back guarantee.
0: We hope you were blessed by today's episode of The Gospel Truth. Andrew and Jamie wish to share their sincere gratitude for all the grace partners of Andrew Womack Ministries. Your generous partnership enables us to take the gospel, the nearly too good to be true news, to the ends of the earth. May God richly bless you for your faithfulness. If you're not already partnering with Andrew Womack Ministries, we encourage you to join us in this great harvest today. Andrew's teaching titled, A Better Way to Pray, is available in the Better Way to Pray package, which includes two books, A Better Way to Pray and The Believer's Authority, as well as your choice of either the CD albums or DVD albums from both teachings. This package has a catalog value of $105, but you can get it today for only $75. If you prefer, the Better Way to Pray resources are available individually as either a book, study guide, CD album, or DVD album made from our daily television broadcast. Each of these valuable resources is available for a gift of any amount. Go to awmi.net to see all the ways you can get these products. The individual topic highlighted on today's broadcast is available as an audio CD for a gift of any amount when you write or call. We encourage everyone to give because there's a blessing in giving. But if you're simply unable to afford it, Andrew and his partners will provide today's teaching free of charge. You can become a Grace Partner or order resources through our website at awmi.net. we'd like to point out Andrew's upcoming speaking schedule. Mark your calendars to come meet Andrew at one of these events and let the Word of God transform your life. In the month of July, Andrew will be at the sanctuary in Woodland Park, Colorado for the annual Summer Family Bible Conference. Guest speakers include Barry Bennett, Stephen Bransford, Carrie Pickett, Greg Moore, Wendell Parr, Paul Milligan, Lawson Perdue, Billy Epperhart, Mark Coward and Congressman Bob McEwen. Bring your family and join us for great teaching, delicious barbecue, and a special patriotic musical production titled In God We Trust. Next, Andrew will be in College Park, Georgia for Dr. Creflo Dollar's Grace Life Conference. Later in July, Andrew will be back in Woodland Park to host the Stand for Truth and Liberty Conference with special guest Bishop E.W. Jackson, David Barton, William Federer, Iverson Jackson, Cecil Bly, Alan West, Tim Barton, Dr. Melvin Johnson, and Richard Harris. Also in July, Andrew will be hosting a special Keras Day livestream event. Please note that the main campus in Woodland Park will not be open to guests. This event will take place only at participating Keras Extension campuses worldwide. And in August, he'll again be in Woodland Park to host the Kingdom Youth Conference with special guests Todd White, Ryan Edberg, and Joseph Z. and worship performances by the bands Versus, Bread of Stone, and Shamlock. Andrew will also be in Woodland Park for the annual Healing is Here conference with special guests Greg Moore, Audrey Mack, Todd White, Daniel Amstutz, and Carly Tirades. For more details on Andrew's next meeting in your area, visit our website at awmi.net. We're excited to host the Kingdom Youth Conference here at the Sanctuary in Woodland Park, Colorado. Come and join Todd White, Joseph Z, Ryan Edberg, and Andrew Womack, August 2nd through the 3rd, for this power-packed youth conference.